Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Your attention, please. The Disneyland Limited, now leaving for a grand circle tour of the Magic Kingdom. Tonight, we're going to share a wonderful dream come true together. In 1955, an amazing man named Walt Disney dreamt of a magic kingdom. All who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past, and here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America, with the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Everybody. Welcome to another episode of All Aboard the Disneyland Railroad. We are a Disneyland Resort-based podcast where we get on the railroad every single week with our conductor Joe, in our imaginations of course, and we take it to a different part of the Disneyland Resort. I am Jungle Cruiser, sitting next to my host in crime, Space Mountaineer. What's going on, man? Not much. How's it going? Oh, it's going good. I, uh, <laughs> I forgot. You're a hyperspace mountaineer. Hyperspace mountaineer. <laughs> we got to get that right. Yes, and then I, here's the thing. When you finally get on that one, we will do... Did you want, you didn't want it, did you? Yeah. You did? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. I yeah. don't know why I thought you didn't. We went so, back in November. Uh, we're going to do an episode on hyperspace nice. mountain. You Can't know, It's kind of like a uh, do, uh, part two of Space Mountain, but hey, cool. we're going to do it hey, soon. I don't know when, but uh, in, the, in the next month or so. But I, I, for some reason, was thinking, man, he's got to write it, and then we can talk about it. But you did, yeah, it awesome, was definitely worth it. Yes. All right. Like always, guys, we have the shout out at the top of the episode this week on our um, Roger Rabbit episode. We have Never Grown Up from Disneyland Inside Out writes great episode. And then I replied, I appreciate that. It sure was. I did like that episode. It was nice. Um, then again, I like all of our episodes. Uh, Mr. Bob, he uh, we shouted him out last week. Writes Jungle Cruiser. Thanks for mentioning me. I'm uh, sorry, mentioning my post about Mickey's Fun Wheel, Peter Pan, and the Magic Kingdom cards. Let's see, that was awesome. I kind of received my own little segment and felt close to being a guest without actually being a guest. Nice. Um, he's an AP holder and going in a couple of weeks, and he said good job on another episode, which. Uh, Mr. Bob, we appreciate the love. And if you ever do want to be an actual guest, you let us know. Uh, you can hit us up at... Uh, yeah, let, us know you, let us know what you want to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know. Uh, first of all, if you do want to be a guest, you can do all aboard, uh, all aboard 1955 at gmail.com. Or, you know, through Disneyland Inside Out, you can just, you know, post on this thread here. Uh, whether or not you want to be a guest and what you want to talk about. Anything that we haven't discussed in the past. And that's really all I have for as far as... Actually, I have one more shout-out. As far as just general shout-outs, because we have a bunch of pertaining to the episode, and I'm really excited about this week's this week's topic. So, um, Phoenix BM on Instagram wrote, This is awesome. And that was on our uh, It's a Small World 
episode uh, picture. So we appreciate the love, guys. Keep uh, keep it coming, and uh, we'll keep shouting you out. So uh, take it away, sir. All right, yeah, we got the Disneyland Inside Out app. Um, we talk about it every week. If you haven't checked it out, definitely check it out. It's available on all app stores, so find it out. Just find it through your app store. Um, things that it does offer are the discussion boards is a huge part um, that we kind of get our um, our uh, shout-outs from every week, and uh, people interact with us. Um, and then everyone else on the app on from different topics, from food to California Adventure to Disneyland. Um just lots of different forums that you can partake in and things like that. So definitely check that out. Um, the hours and schedule section, my favorite part of the app. Um, if you're going to the park anytime soon, definitely check it out. Um, you can find out um, the hours that the park's going to be open on the day that you're going, um, attractions that are going to be closed, um, shows that are going to be going on, and the times that they're going to be going on, and things like that. So it's a pretty good way to kind of plan your day out. And um, if you're only going for one day, it's definitely super beneficial to figure out what you have time for or um, maybe something that you're going to miss or you already know you're going to miss it. Speaking of one day, the news the news section, did you talk about the late, one of the latest things about the price increases? No, I didn't see that. I mean, that. like I said, everyone that listens to this show knows about the price increases. And from what I'm reading, hopefully I'm reading this correctly, it's only on one day, one park passes that they... That's what it sounded like, but then I read <clears> a little <throat> bit further on a, on a different source and it said that it was also affecting a couple of the other... Um, types of tickets, but I could be wrong. But mm-hmm. I believe it's mostly the one day, one park. That, that's kind of what I got from the idea, yeah. which is fine because the price was like ninety nine bucks, is what they were comparing everything to. So, mm-hmm. um, which is what it was. But but there's a there's a I think there's a schedule on there, right? Where it has the peak, regular, and then um, yeah, they're all color coordinated. Yeah. So yeah, definitely check those out too. I mean, I think it's a good idea, um, but I mean, I guess we'll see. Yeah. So. I mean, a lot of the favorite times of year to go is during the busy time, so I mean, it's definitely a way for them to make more money, but or and possibly I mean, to keep the crowds down. That's what, that's what I think they're going for, um, personally, and that's what I. I, I honestly like. think it is too, but I don't know if it's going to stop anybody from going at that, that time. That's what I say. The prices that. aren't that much higher. No, it's like 105 bucks or something like that, or is it a little bit. More yeah, exactly. That? It's like right around there, so it's really like five bucks more. Or the slow times, I think it's five bucks less. Yeah, because like 10, so. 10 years ago or so, or I know it was back in 03, they had the uh, two-day park hopper was $105. Yeah. And imagine if those prices were the same today, it would be that whole uh, crowded every single day. That's what I would think that would happen anyway. Right. So I think that's what they're just trying to do is just, you know, if you want to go during these peak times, you're going to just pay a little bit more and it's going to have to hopefully reduce the crowds like we said, so... Yeah, so it looks like they're calling them regular dates, um, value dates, and then the peak dates. Mm-hmm. So, All right. But yeah, so. definitely check that out in the news <clears throat> section. It's a whole post on there. So if you haven't read into that, definitely check out that seasonal pricing post. Um, another post on the news section is the new um, Luigi uh, Rockin' Roadsters, which in my opinion looks very similar to uh, Mater Jamboree thing. Mm-hmm. It looks pretty much like the same thing so, except I think a little slower yeah so and not definitely as a good shaky, ride but it looks like you're just driving around with everybody else but <laughs> that opens up when uh, March, March 7th March 7th yeah so a so. few days after this thing uh, this podcast is released and hopefully people get on it who are listening to this episode or this show let us know how it is because uh, I'm going on it in October <laughs> yeah for sure so yeah if you haven't checked out that or heard about that there's definitely a youtube video in the news section of that 
um, as well. So definitely check that out if you're interested. Um, another big part of the app, um, we did definitely did partner up with the Magical Partners Travel Group. So definitely check them out at MagicalPartnersTravel.com. Uh, they're they're offering a free quote for anybody who's interested in booking a vacation anytime soon. Um, just tell them all aboard, Cinch, and get that eye on the price guarantee. Yeah, I've been sending people from work. Like a lot of them want to go on to, to Disneyland, and I tell them, "Hey, they asked me for a good travel site," and I say, "Yes, uh, MagicalPartnersTravel.com." I send them the link, and I'm hoping. I mean, I know a few of them have submitted for some quotes, so uh, I'm hoping my my, my coworkers are uh, doing that. So yeah, I mean, why not? It's a free quote, so I mean, there's no obligation or anything like that. So I mean, you yeah. don't if you don't want to book a vacation, but you want to go somewhere, definitely let them do it for you. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, before we get on the railroad, really quick, we have to mention we got our 300 likes on Facebook. And what that means is one lucky person out there is going to get something. I haven't decided yet, but I will send one lucky person um, a Disney-related item. So by next week, we will have our winner because we just got it today. And I want to get one of those randomizers and put everyone's name in and you know keep it fair. So do appreciate that, guys, uh, helping our show grow a little bit and keep it coming. And uh, we were about to get on the railroad, and that's going to take us over, take us back in time first, and then take us to uh, an, a very anticipated attraction. Obviously, it's not there anymore, so we do have to go back in time. So uh, we're going to go pick up our guest, and uh, let's get on the railroad right now. Your attention, please. The Disneyland Limited. Now leaving for a grand circle tour of the Magic Kingdom. The doors of your car will close automatically. Please keep your head and arms inside and remain seated at all times. And please, no smoking. Thank you. Howdy, folks. Welcome aboard the Disneyland Railroad. This is your conductor speaking. Today we are taking the train back in time to Tomorrowland to ride the People Mover. This attraction opened on July 2nd, 1967 and closed August 21st, 1995. The People Mover took riders high above Tomorrowland, giving them some of the best views not equaled by anywhere else. This was an attraction where guests could relax and get off their feet. Some of the favorite parts were riding through the queue of Star Tours, through Space Mountain, and even through the World of Tron. Also rode high above the subs and the Topia cars, too. We have arrived at our stop. Enjoy your ride back down memory lane on the People Mover. everyone the railroad got us over here to people mover in uh the past time travel episode here uh we are sitting here with our uh friend listener dave fan dave uh he's uh coming to us from the past no uh <laughs> hey what's going on dave how you doing i'm doing good doing good so uh give us a little bit of a, like your your background on, on disney and uh uh not necessarily people people mover just yet, but we'll get into that. So just introduce yourself, kind of, and uh, then whenever you're ready to talk about the uh, the attraction, we'll we'll get into that as well. Sure, sure thing. So um, I guess my first trip to Disneyland would have been in the '80s. Um, my family and I we went to Disney World a couple of times when I was younger. 
Um, but in the uh, in 1980, my uh, sister moved to California, and she got married, and we went and visited, and that was my first trip to Disneyland. And then um, we moved there shortly after that. And then uh, about 1986, I started working for the uh, Crosstown Rivals over in Buena Park, and uh, uh, got to blend in at that amusement park whenever I wanted. Uh, and Disney ticket prices were a lot cheaper then than they are now. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, having a job and everything uh, kind of opened the doorway to be able to, to go in, go to Disney a little more frequently than uh, than I had before or than I do now. And uh, so, yeah, my friends and I, we would go, oh, probably once or twice a year at least. Um, when uh, I graduated in uh, uh, 89, we had a grad night at uh, at Disneyland, and uh, they would shut down the park and open it up to a bunch of high schools. So what were the in, what were the times uh, on that? What, what what were the times on that? The grad night. I always hear about those grad nights. Like, what time do they close the park? They would um they would close the park to the public at about six, and okay. then they would reopen it at like eight, and then all the high schools that would show up, you would, the guys had to wear ties and uh, dress coats. And all the ladies had to be in dresses and stuff. And this was to prevent, like, cross-town rivals from and the fights and stuff. Because okay. you're all dressed up. You're yeah. less likely to to want to mess up your clothes, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the fact you're at Disneyland should should take care of that altogether. But, uh, you know, we'd get all dressed up. And you're just you're there at the park until about oh, probably 6 or 7 in the morning. And uh, it's, uh, it's a different... It's a different experience to do the all-night thing, but uh, it was a lot of fun and a, a great way to, you know, kick off graduating and grad night and stuff. And they'd, they'd have uh, different concerts and musicians and stuff would show up. I couldn't tell you what bands were there when I was there, but uh, they would have like a, a band would be on Tom Sawyer Island, so the island would be closed, but you just all around the, the river of, Rivers of America, whatever it's called there, mm-hmm. um, and you just watch a concert from from the land. It was kind of cool. That sounds pretty sweet. They used, they had those. I know they had those speakers for at least Fantasmic. Now I'd imagine they had something similar back then for um, the bands out there. That just sounds really really sweet. Yeah, and I know the the grad night now is, in my opinion, awful. Um, being a guest, I guess, because the parks are so overcrowded. Um, because last time we went, they didn't shut the park down to the general public. Um, so it was just a bunch of grad night people showing up around like 6, and they were there probably the rest of the night. Um, oh, wow. So it was all general public and the grad night people. So, I mean, in my opinion, when I experienced it, the parks were very overcrowded. Um, but I guess that's just my opinion. Well, it might have been just like the, the timing, timing and everything, because back... Um back during that time there would be like um, groups and stuff that would rent out the park in the evening like one year um, I'm trying to think uh, the, the electric company for Southern California um, they, they had a specific name it was probably something simple like Southern California Electric but uh, <laughs> they would do uh, they rented out the park and the Crosstown Rivals where I worked at uh, they got in on, on the rental with the electric company and so we got like discounted tickets and we were able to go in hmm. um and had the park all night and uh you know it 
similar thing, but like different groups and stuff. So I don't know how much it costs then to rent the park and, right. you know, and that kind of thing. But they would do it quite often. Pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. No, that just sounds, I mean, grad night around here, it's nothing like that. I mean, I don't know, just the overnight experience. Like, as you know, when you go on a certain attraction at night, it's even better. But just to do it all at night, that would be kind of sweet. Or like when the sunrise is coming up. That's when you yeah, that's when you leave. I mean, you know, you're going all night. You're hitting roller coasters and, and all this kind of stuff, and the sun's starting to rise. And, and you know, you're just, you know, you can't beat the feeling of being at, at, at Disney and then being there all night and then watching the sunrise and everything. It's, it's a pretty cool experience. Yeah. I'm sure. It sounds amazing. It does. Right. All right, um, do you want to get into the uh, people mover? I can't. I don't. Know, for some reason, I just can't say that right. Uh, that that name without talking really slow. <laughs> people, people mover. mover. I'll, I'll work on it. I'm sorry. No, it's cool. You know, um, it, it's funny because with the with the grand stuff and the, the people mover was kind of like a safe ref, safe refuge because uh, everybody was tired and they'd all go on the people mover and kind of nap as they went around. So that was. Uh, it was one of the rides that was kind of a saving grace because you could still do something and you're still moving, but, you know, you didn't have to worry about rushing or anything. It was kind of nice. Mm-hmm. But, uh, okay, so um, if, do you want me to go ahead and start with the facts on this? Yeah, anything, cool? anything that you have, yeah. Then I know Space has some as well. If you guys, their matchup, great. If not, I mean, that's fine, yeah. Cool, okay. So, um it is in Tomorrowland, and it opened uh, July 2nd, 1967, uh, and it closed August 21st, uh, 1995. Um, and one of the uh, things that I found, it said that it had uh, 16 trains with uh, four cars per train, and uh, each car would fit uh, four guests, and uh, the ride was about 16 minutes long. And uh, when it was originally opened it was opened as the Goodyear people mover and uh, so uh, and, and there's a story that goes with that too I'll give me just a sight so um, the trains were constantly moving and the station was a was a, an elevated and had a large circular loading dock kind of like the the river ride over at um, California Adventure yeah so um uh, that rotated and it matched the speed of the trains and the trains moved by passing over small tires on the track that were placed uh, every nine feet and that type of system was called a wedway system and that was created by uh, the Disney engineers and everything and uh, in 1964-65 New York World's Fair they used a wedway system uh, Ford Motor Company. Ford Motor Company used a uh, wedway system um, with their own cars, and uh, you would get in like, a Ford car, and it would go along this track and show the different Ford vehicles and stuff that they that they designed for the that year and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so Disney asked if Ford would like to sponsor it, but um, Ford. Uh, declined because they didn't want to support technology that would replace cars. Yeah, I, I think I did hear something about that recently. Yeah, I read, I read that too, and I was like, "Wow, that's that's funny." <laughs> well, 
Well, and that's the, it's, that's why Disney went to uh, Goodyear, and so Goodyear decided to do it so they replaced all the the wheels and the track with Goodyear tires. So they actually used Goodyear tires on the tracks uh, to move the cars along. And um, let's see. Um, another thing I have was the the cars or each each four car train was either red, blue, yellow, or green. Uh, with white roofs, and then in 1987 they were uh, painted white with a colored stripe that was either red, blue, yellow, or green. Mm. And um, one of the cars off of the train is actually the counter um, in that uh, souvenir store at the end of the Buzz Lightyear ride. When you, when you get off the Buzz Lightyear, yeah, really, and they, yeah, one of the counters is actually one of the train or one of the cars off the People Mover. Wow! So like if you look at the counter, it's actually one of the cars. Fun fact, yeah, that's right really cool. Yeah, I'll have to check that out next time I go. And, and um, one other thing was that when you rode the People Mover, there was like a narration and everything, and there was uh, each car had speakers in them, and they had the music playing per car. And the music that played while you were on the train is the whole is the line music that now plays in the Autotopia line. Okay. All right. So, That's cool. Yeah, I thought that was kind of neat. They kind of recycle stuff and use it over and over. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Autopia, but it's currently getting a revamp. Something, oh, yeah, a much needed revamp. Do you know what they're doing to that though? No idea. Speaking I believe they're tomorrow. changing the track. I believe, and I believe they're changing some of the cars. I I'm kind of surprised they didn't go with a with a Cars theme when they redid it the last time, but that's definitely like a really good idea. I mean, it's a. I mean, they have it already in California Adventure, but why not? Maybe that's why they didn't. They had another idea. Of, let's just make this whole a land. Was it Ornament Valley? Is the name of it? Like the whole thing, which I think is it's pretty sweet. It so is, I mean, yeah. they, I mean, at first before that land came out, yes, that's what everyone's on everyone's mind. They definitely have incorporated a lot of Pixar into the parks now. I think it's I think it's awesome. But yeah. Do yeah. uh, you have any other of the facts uh, besides what he uh, mentioned? I do not have any more facts. <laughs> no. Um, I know that it got replaced by um, rocket rods, which I'm sure we'll talk about sometime down the road. Um, and the tracks still exist today. The rocket still there. Yeah, the rocket rods were during the time where I didn't go to the park. They were there such a short time. Yeah, I think it said it opened in 98, so... Yeah, and I, and I didn't go from 96 to 03, and they were closed. i seen video. I saw videos Yeah, it said on it didn't last very long, but... That ride... It seemed cool. I mean, it's on everyone's mind. Like, they need to put... They, they don't need to, but they should put something on those tracks. I mean, it's there. I mean, it's not like they took it down. It seems like they are keeping it just in case. Nah, I don't know if it's just in case. It's more of a... It would it would shut Tomorrowland down for a long time to remove yeah, them. I think probably, and the popular area that would just be, I don't know. What were we gonna say, Dave? Out of commission. Well, I was gonna say one, one of the things that I read was um, the 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 tracks are still in place, but I guess according to OSHA, there's different regulations and stuff now that they they it would be impossible for them to bring it up to to code to be able to reopen the ride. Although there is, 
uh, currently a people mover at Disney World, mm-hmm. right. but they may have different regulations and stuff in Florida than they do in California. I don't I don't know what the what would keep them from operating it in California, but there's some sort of regulations or, or something that's preventing them from reopening it. I mean. I mean, I'm not saying that you didn't read that right. I just don't understand what that could be. I mean, these guys, they have a lot of money to do whatever they need to do to to get that going. And I would would guess that it'd be, it's already a fan favorite from back in the 90s when it closed. But I think it would be one of those rides that if they brought it back, it would be really busy. Just like when they brought Nemo back, it's a submarine ride. It's like they finally brought it back and then they revamped it to something else. They could revamp this into you know whatever they need to, and it would be really busy. But they, I think they would have to fix the line queue, wouldn't they? Because wasn't the line queue kind of not the greatest back then? It, it just went straight down the track. Yeah. So like you know when you're in line at Star Tours and the track goes right above there, the line just went that way. But the line constantly moved, so it's not like it was. I mean, even when the line was long, it went quick. Yeah. But you know, it, I, I agree with you. I don't understand. What type of regulations would prevent it from opening? I mean, at least with the with the Skyway, um, they say it's the, the 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 winds that prevent it from from reopening the Skyway. At least that makes sense. Yeah. But there's there's nothing physical that that I can see anyway that would prevent them from reopening the the people mover. Just it, there's got to be something else that you know that something technical that they can't get into, I don't know. Yeah, and the only thing that I can see is that the cars themselves are open. So, I mean, there's the risk of people climbing out of them or something like that because they have the monorail, which is on a track pretty similar, but it's all enclosed. What they did have, um, when they first opened, they didn't have the metal bars on on the side of the people mover, and were climbing out and that was an issue and then they added the metal bars I think in either 68 or 69 so it only took them like a year or two before they were like alright people aren't, aren't behaving so we gotta make sure that they stay inside Right. but uh, they did put in the, the railings and I, you know I mean obviously I've ridden the ride and I remember it but I, I I don't remember the desire to ever try to climb out of it. It wasn't, you know, it was usually, you know, we're just going to sit and, you know, look at these other, the other attractions because you get to pass through like three or four. Um, you get to go through Star Tours and before that it was a, uh, uh, Inner Space, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And then you got to go through that big arcade and then Space Mountain and you got to see the ride and the line at the same time. You could kind of judge... That was uh, you know, a nice thing about it is you just look at the line and go, hey, Space Mountain line isn't that bad. So as soon as you get off the people mover, you, <laughs> you know, beat line it over to Space Mountain and get on. Yeah, that's just some, some, some of the videos. You know me and my, uh, I love when rides intertwine. And I think intertwine with a few different attractions. And yeah. that right that right there is, is enough for me to want to go on it every time I, I go to the park. You know, so... You know, I'll do what I can, guys, to uh, bring it back. So mm-hmm. I'll get I'll get on the phone with Disney after this uh, episode and see what I can do. <laughs> Make it happen. I wish I had that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go over uh, a couple of the shout-outs we have from uh, Facebook really quick. We have uh, Catherine. You, I think you mentioned uh, earlier this person wrote, uh, 
This is, for, like I said, from Facebook. This was my absolute favorite ride. I used to ride it multiple times when, I, when it was still there. Uh, sorry, still around. Memorable moment from the ride is when uh, she got stuck at the end of the tunnel when the lights uh, that seemed to go by you and just being stuck there for a while until a cast member came and got us and walked us along the tracks and escorted us off the ride. Not sure if it's a happy moment, but I thought it was really cool to walk along the track. I don't know. I, I think that's a happy moment. That's kind of a cool, like I said, when rides break down and you have to exit them, in a weird way, like you would never exit. I think it's definitely just... a weird experience. Like I've seen videos of uh, people walking off of Space Mountain and they flip the lights on. Yeah, and it's just like I've heard people talk about weird. them riding that attraction with the lights on in general. There's oh, there's weird. videos you can watch. Uh, hmm. I think yeah, a, a different experience. Have you ever ridden the uh, Space Mountain, Dave, with the lights on? No, but I, I have heard that it's it's a completely different experience because you can see the how close things really are. <laughs> I think I prefer to have lights off in that, in that example. Yeah, I think people, they, they think that the ride is so close. I mean, it might be, don't get me wrong, but I always put my hands up when I'm in there. Never once have I ever touched any part of the ride other right. than the you know stuff you're supposed to hold on the bar and stuff. But every single time I, I put my hands up, not waiting to do it. I just don't, I have never done it, so I don't think my hands are going to touch any, any part of the ride, so... Um, also from face, Facebook, we have Nadine. She writes, This is my all-time favorite ride at Disneyland. When it was hot outside, my friends and I would pile on to cool off. Pile in to cool off. I love looking at all the cool areas of the ride, which we kind of talked about, which is it's just phenomenal. And it's um, cool that you can still see the track from Star Tours and just obvious, the obvious Tomorrowland track. But Yeah, like how like it curves around into that little thing. It's yeah. like it's a mystery in there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she also writes that it was uh, the makeout ride for us when we were in junior high and high school. I really wish they would bring it back. <laughs> we are with you. I, think... I, I was sitting in the car behind them in high school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bryant, he writes, I really miss the people mover. The kinetic energy added to Tomorrowland is sorely missed. I remember when they added a super speed tunnel back in the 70s. I don't know. I'm not sure. Not familiar. He didn't say. I, he didn't say I, I actually know what that is. <laughs> what would you say? The, the the speed tunnel. It was actually really cool because when you would go into the room, um, the there was an image that went. Uh, it was on both walls on either side, and it went all the way up on the ceiling. There were images of race cars, like you were on a track, mm. and the race cars are next to you, and they're racing. There was also a, a part where, like a. An airplane is coming down onto a runway, and it's coming towards you, and uh, you know, it went over the top of you and everything. It, but the image is like all around you, so no matter where you look, it's like you're standing right there. So no, it, was, it was a really cool thing where it was all the way around you. And then when they replaced it, they put in um, the Tron experience, and it was very similar, but it was within the game of Tron. And you're on the light cycles, so the light cycles are going by you and cutting you off and everything, and you're just going straight. And they've got you know the Tron sounds and the wind is hitting you in the face and everything because they got fans blowing and everything. And the the images make it look like you're turning, but you're just going straight. And you're doing like eight miles an hour, but everything's going by you really fast, so it gives the illusion that you're going really quick. That's 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 pretty cool. That's what he writes, uh, Bryant writes, that he loved the tri-tie-in that you just mentioned. 
And then he shouts, bring back the people mover. The people <laughs> have spoken. People have spoken. <laughs> bring I back got, their mover. Um, one more from Disney, or sorry, from Facebook, and then I will, we'll get to Disneyland Inside Out from our conductor. You're right. The people mover is easily one of my all-time favorite rides ever. From below there, there was nothing like seeing it run all over Tomorrowland. Uh, let's see. And the views from them were just amazing. Even at a young age, I took some of my favorite Disneyland pics from inside the vehicle. It was really cool going through the queue for Star Wars, which we've talked about. And I've, I've seen that in videos, too, which, you know. Uh, let's see. Being fired at by a storm, stormtrooper, then through Space Mountain, and then going through the world of Tron, which... Which I know Joe mentioned before about Tron kind of bringing that back to mm-hmm. Autopia. Yeah. Maybe that's what they're doing to Autopia right now. That would be cool, too. They got your message, Joe. Uh, let's see. The one at Disney World is okay, but no, nowhere as good as the one at the old Disney. I can't even read. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the old one. The old Disneyland ones. Um, and with the track still there, there's slight hope that they'll return someday. Like I said, everyone everyone thinks that Disneyland, uh, you would not be wrong bringing it back. You're not wrong anyway, but just uh, just know yeah. people would would appreciate that and love it. Um, one thing I was going to mention earlier, we were talking about getting out of rides or attractions because there's no like real seatbelts uh, still to this day. Splash Mountain at Disneyland is like that. Yeah, and I've never once had the desire to stand up or get out of that one. Yeah, me either. You know, I just don't. And I've seen people stand up before, and they they immediately yell at them through the intercom or whatever. Yeah, I think that's uh, automated, but it's still. I, I I've never had that. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Dave, have you ever had that uh, desire on any no, attraction? <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm strictly seatbelt type of guy. But you know, when uh, when I worked at the competitor uh, in in the mornings, all ride operators have to test all the rides and stuff. And, one of the things they would do when they would go down their uh, water ride is uh, they would stand up in the in the log, and so like the automated thing is just going sit down, sit down, sit down, and they'd like surf down it, um, <laughs> which is always kind of crazy. But you know they they're trying to you know check everything and you know they're getting paid for it and they're just messing around. But uh, but yeah, I, I never had a desire to do any of that. Yeah. This one, see, I mean, that's, that's how you get hurt. Oh, yeah. speaking of speaking of the Starcade we talked about earlier, that's I think currently closed. I don't know well, if it's I believe permanent so. or if it's just, just done. Which one? I don't know. I haven't been in there in a while, so there was no access last time we were there. It was okay. not really an access hmm. to get into there from the Star Trader area. Weird. So thought I'd bring that up really quick because we did mention that a lot of changes I didn't know about in the from the previous time I went to this last time. Really. Maybe because I just didn't always look into things. I don't always go everywhere. You visit those areas, yeah. Yeah. So uh, from uh, Disneyland Inside Out, we have Mr. Bob. He remembers writing this. Uh, Wedway People Mover as a kid. As an adult, I still love hearing the original voice of the Goodyear tire sales pitch. Going through Space Mountain and seeing the reflective stripes on the side of the cars in the dark was always cool. And seeing the Starcade was always fun. Speaking of Starcade... Early on, I remember the speed tunnel having motorcycles riding towards you. You see, but I can't find any old videos to verify that. I wonder if we can find a video. If I can find a video, I will definitely post it to somewhere. 
our, our page. Dave, do you know when they added that? The, um... The Tron? The Tron... Uh, I want to say it was in the 80s. Um, I know it's... Let's see. I want to say it was 84, maybe? 85, I could be wrong. But, um... But, yeah, they added the the tunnel, the, the speed tunnel itself, I think it was added in 70... Somewhere in the early 70s, and then they started showing it in the in the mid to late 80s I hope. yeah that's what he said the speed tunnel eventually came, became the grid of the Tron and of course like everyone else they, he wishes they'd bring the ride back they need to and then uh, Kevin Grimm he says if I remember right before the tunnel before the Tron tunnel it was Formula 1 race tunnel does that sound familiar what it says there no. but the, the well what it was is um, the the narration on the regular ride would get interrupted and then you would hear the the Tron master computer would say you've entered the world of Tron and be prepared uh, prepare to, to battle and light cycle whatever and the, the music would start and it would it would just go right into like the original movie so many great things about this attraction see I don't remember even half of this stuff and um, not none of this stuff really just yeah. I remember being on it when I was a kid I might have been about five so that was years ago I mean <laughs> I don't know in the 80s so I'm not going to say how old I am again but my memorable time was just being on it with the family I just remember being on that ride and then same thing with the Skyway ride and then also the same thing with the uh, submarine ride I don't know if it was my first time ever riding these attractions but before obviously Skyway is gone and uh, submarine is what it is now I, I, I remember riding these attractions just the one time and just being on them with the family. And that's it. That's my memorable time is getting to ride it the one time. And I didn't, I don't remember any of this stuff that was there because it probably wasn't there when I was there, but it just sounds like yeah. they added so many cool little features to it, especially the interrupting because it, it sounds like, oh, uh, something's going on. And then they turn it into to a whole different experience while you're on this seven mile an hour ride. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, well, I think when when Star Tours moved in, um, I think they had the the music changed to like the Imperial March because they were like there was like a stormtrooper up at the at the entrance and everything. And uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if there was a voiceover there or not, um, but I, I'm pretty sure that they switched over to like the the Imperial March theme as you, you went through that section, and uh, that was always kind of cool because it it was basically a big sales pitch for the other rides throughout the park. And you just, you know, or throughout uh, Tomorrowland, and you would just, you know, get to see little slices of everything as you mm-hmm. just kind of relaxed in the, in the shade. Yeah, that's what you kind of said earlier, is like you get to go now scope out the lines for everywhere. Like, do we want to go yeah. here? Do we want to go here afterwards? Or do we want to go ride Jungle Cruise? I don't uh, We don't know. But that just, I don't know, that just sounds cool because, like I said, I mentioned earlier, the whole intertwining with just one ride here and there. That one intertwined with a bunch of different ones, from what I can tell, what you guys are saying. And it just sounded like it would have been the best. Like I said, seven miles an hour, it's not really the most thrilling, but in its own its own right, it kind of is. It basically, it would touch almost every ride in Tomorrowland, because it would go down um, and go into Star Tours, or what was Inner Space at that time, and then it would go through that arcade, and then it went through Space Mountain, 
and you'd see the ride in the line, and then it went through Mission of Mars, and then um, uh, America Sings. It, that carousel's been so many different things, the Interventions, and um, the GE World of Tomorrow, and different things like that. And then it would come out, and you would be over the Autotopia, and it would come down and pass the submarines, and you'd go by the Matterhorn, and then it would enter in what is now the Buzz Lightyear um, ride, but at that time it was uh, kind of like a like a IMAX type of thing. It was a, a, a theater in the round where the the uh, camera uh, recorded everything around it, like they would do like river rafting and stuff, mm-hmm. and you would sit, you would watch it, and it would look like you were right in the middle of it. And then the people mover would uh, go through that and come out and then back down to the station right there in the, the heart of Tomorrowland. So it almost touched everything in Tomorrowland. Yeah, that's cool. I saw something, I think it was on Wikipedia, but it said a Grand Circle tour of Tomorrowland, kind of throwing I in that would, railroad. I was just but... thinking that. I, I was like going to say, it's almost like the railroad for Tomorrowland. Yeah, it, really, was... it really sounds like it was. Yeah. I mean... Definitely. And, you know, with... Everybody, I, I was actually kind of surprised at how many people were saying how much they liked it and stuff. I mean, I went on it and, and it was enjoyable, but you know, it was it was kind of a like you know, oh, let's just get out of the sun for a little bit, let's relax a little. But with so much interest in it, if there is a reason why they can't reopen this one, you would think that if they're building a new land like with a Star Wars land or something, they could do something like this, and with Star Wars is the theme. They could go through like cantinas or Jabba's palace or whatever, and just like have stuff set up that you just kind of ride through. That'd be awesome. To that say. would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, especially like I don't know. People do say they like it, but that when they added those little features to it, that just makes it that much better. Like uh, upgrading a ride or what is it? What did Bryant called it? He called it something uh, during the episode, and I'll. I'll It'll come to me and I'll... Not re-theming? No, he, he actually had trouble with the, uh, like, upping or upgrading or, or mm. something like that. And that's kind of what they did to this attraction. I mean, even, like you said, changing it to the rocket rods, which it was after the people mover. I don't know. Um, I'll think of the word <laughs> in a second here. Well, and the thing with the with the rocket rods is, I mean, it's not even like those replaced the people mover because it was still there. It was a completely different station because the rocket rods were on top of it, all like all the way up. But, you know, that could be another show. <laughs> yeah, and I'd never get on those, so I mean, it would have to be someone like who, who did who did ride that. You neither did Space Mountaineer. No. Plussing is the word I was thinking of. Plussing. Plussing, like upgrading, but they call it plussing. Hmm. So, Yeah. That's all I got really on the people mover. Sounds like a, like I said, 20 plus years ago I was able to get on in. Yeah, I think my first trip to Disneyland was 98, so I missed it. But the rocket rods weren't quite there yet, or were they? I, I don't, I can't even remember. I was probably like, I don't know. You were maybe too, six, too six short? Seven, six or seven. Yeah. <laughs> so. Did you ever go on those, Dave? The uh, rocket, oh yeah, because... I mean, it's basically Dumbo, but it was up higher. <laughs> no, 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 not those ones. Those are different. I went, I went on those ones. Those were not the rocket rods. Is that not what it what mm-hmm. it was? No, those were basically what the Astro Orbiter is today, but those were up above, and I remember going on that too. It was like a rocket ship. 
Yeah, it's the same thing except you're way higher. Oh, well, not way higher, right. but a lot higher. Is what so, it's... what were rocket rods? Then? The rocket rods were just like a. It was on uh, the same track as the. That's why. That's where I got confused. What you were saying, I was like, it's the same track as the people mover, except it was the the rocket rod went super fast during the straightaways and then it turned the corner kind of slowly. I've only seen videos. I haven't really ridden this. Um, uh, no, I I, didn't, I never wrote those. But yeah, it was, it was like out. super speedy at times and then just like really slow at times for safety. It's almost like riding Goofy Sky School on that track because you, you got to go really fast and then around the corners and then really fast and then around the corner and then it followed the same track and you got to... It was like a... I don't think it was as long because it was a lot faster maybe half the time even, but you still got that, that what almost seems like a uh, behind-the-scenes view of the park, too, at the same time. So the rocket rods seem like pretty sweet. Even something that goes 7 to 10 miles an hour up there, just for the view alone, would be worth riding. Yeah, to me. absolutely. So, And all the hidden things that you can see. But I forgot what that attraction was called now, the one that the other old rockets. I don't think it's the same title as Astro it's Orbiter. Not. It's not, no, because it's a different theme. Yeah. But I do. That was a was a good ride. But anytime you can be on a ride like that and like see like the fireworks or something, or mainly the fireworks, but like parades or anything like that, if you can see it from from a ride, it always kind of adds to the experience of it too. Did you? Yeah. Did you listen to our Matterhorn episode? Um, I'm not sure if I did or not because uh, I wasn't able to get back far enough on on uh, my iPod. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. Pretty soon here, within the next week or so, I'm going to put all the episodes on SoundCloud and okay. I'll offer the download option so you can you can get that. And I went over that in our, in our Matterhorn episode where I got to see part of the fireworks while riding that. And you're right, it does add just even that split second of time that you see it. I don't know, something, it's something magical. It really is. Because you're doing one fun thing and then it's like, you know, something else on top of it. It's like, oh, you know... <laughs> mind-blowing. That's why I like when rides intertwine. It's yeah. like, this just added to this ride right now, so. Whereas when you're on uh, Splash Mountain, you hardly ever see the railroad go by, but when you're on the railroad, you always, you always see... see somebody. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. Pretty sweet. You got anything else, Dave? Uh, I don't believe so. I think, uh, I think I covered everything that I had down. I mean, I, I did get to experience a ride, which was uh, you know that the nice little break in the day or at the night where you can just kind of lounge in the in the car and take a little nap. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but you know it, uh, it it's weird that it stops. Uh, but uh, it would be nice if they could bring it back. Yeah, and they have those those vinylmations that I, we collect. And right now, it's not the most expensive, so I'm not going to say it's like the craziest one. But in my opinion, that's the the people mover. They have the regular, the common, what they call them, and then they have the variant. And the variant right now is the the Disneyland version. The common is the Disney World version. And for some reason, it's like one of the most. It's one of the most expensive. I'm not going to say it's the because there's others out there that are ridiculously priced. You know, way worse. But uh, that one for the variant version, I, that's the one I want. My grail of vinyl mations, and it's a super expensive. So, um, I, I got the I, I got the Skyway one, but I don't think there, I think there is actually a variant to that one. I'm not, I haven't really looked into that one. But the the one that I truly want. So if people want to buy that for me, get that for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's expensive. I'm not gonna lie. Your birthday's coming up. Yeah, birthday's coming up in August. So <laughs> Christmas is coming up soon, and you know, 
And then your birthday next year is coming up too, so <laughs> just uh, save up. But yeah, that's uh, that's the one I truly want. I'm, you know, I'm actually actively searching for that to get that, and um, hopefully by next month I will have that in my uh, in my collection. So anyone out there who does trading, you know, I have some vinyls that I would be willing to give up for that one. I had to get that out there really quick. <laughs> so like I said earlier, we'll be on SoundCloud. We're already on SoundCloud, but we'll be fully on SoundCloud here coming up soon, Dave. You can get all the old episodes and, um, yeah. Listen back. Listen back. Yeah, right I'm now, right looking forward to that. Yeah, because right now iTunes doesn't have all of them. And it's, I have no idea what's going on. They're all still available somehow in the uh, internet there. But for some reason, iTunes is only displaying the last 20, and I don't know why that is. But all of our episodes are still on Mixcloud, and soon all of them will still will be on SoundCloud. And I think SoundCloud is just a little more more popular, so... So yeah, that's what we got on the, on the people mover. So uh, we do thank you, Dave, for coming on, and hopefully we can do this again. Yeah, I, I had a blast, and I'm looking forward to hopefully doing it again another time. All right, man, take it easy. All right, thanks, guys. All right, bye. All right, guys, that was Dave from uh, well Facebook. We are friends, and I we I forgot to thank him earlier for uh, shouting us out and getting a lot. Of, we have we have like ten or fifteen people because of him that liked our page and like we said we did reach 300 next week we'll put all the names in a randomizer and we'll pick one one lucky winner to win a Disney related memorabilia item I don't know we'll uh, figure it out <laughs> we got some I, we have a lot of stuff laying yeah, around so. we definitely do we can so, find something um, so yeah so keep spreading the word guys because at fi- uh, 500 we want to do it again so uh, Space you got something to say <laughs> Uh, yeah, just again, we'll talk about the uh, MagicalPartnersTravel.com. Definitely check them out if you're trying to book a vacation anytime soon. They're offering that free quote, so definitely check them out. Tell them all aboard sent you and get that eye on the price guarantee. Um, also, check out the Disneyland Inside Out app if you haven't done so already. Lots of stuff that it does offer, so check out your app store. Yes, for sure. Um, for next week, we I'm working on a little something, but I haven't gotten cool. any, anything... 100% in the work, so I'm going to go ahead and leave it up to your guys' imaginations. and um, if Surprises. It's going to be a surprise for me even because, like I said, I have a something in the works, but just things don't always work out. So I don't want to announce one thing and then it didn't work out and then I gotta do, we got to do something else. But um, Been there, done that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, just waiting on a response from somebody, and then uh, obviously if I hear about it, I will post it on Facebook and Disney on Inside Out and all those so other social medias of what we were going to do because we definitely love your guys' input. And if I missed anybody that uh, commented on the People Mover, let me know. I apologize and I will get I will get to you next week, but I'm pretty sure I checked everything. Um, so once again, thank you guys for listening and uh, have a magical week. Switch on the sky and the stars glow for you. Go see the world because it's all so brand